are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, back again after our, our week break, but you got a you got an excellent interview with Sean Howe. So you got to got a little bit of insight, a little peek behind the curtain, uh, which is some stuff we might get into later in the show. Uh, peeking behind the curtain, please, please, please do it, MLS. Give us access. We want the access. John, how you doing, my friend? How was your How was your weekend? I hope it, I hope it went well. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I I spent more time out today when it was not horrible weather than I did all the rest of the weekend. So that was good. Watched some watched some soccer things that have Chelsea won a game. I don't think I care anymore. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> I used to be a Chelsea fan and was since like 2006. I don't really care as much anymore. I don't know what it is. I mean, they're bad, but I don't think that's exactly all of it. But uh, you know, that's that's that. There's that. Uh, yeah, no, it was kind of a it was kind of a chill weekend. I I did some, you know, got ready for the week, read some books. It was very productive. It was like a very thirty seven year old weekend. I gotta say. Yeah. What about you, Ted? Uh, pretty much pretty low key weekend. Um, I did did go see a movie. I finally saw. I guess. Uh, Black Panther 2, which if you oh, don't yeah. know, my, my wife's in law school, so you know we don't we don't get a lot of date nights anymore. So we did a whole we did the whole date night thing and went to see that movie. Uh, playing at like a theater that in Richmond, outside of Richmond, I am not sure will be in business much longer. Um, it was it was not the most did you have a clean or, or up to date uh, movie. There, there, there were a few people there watching the movie, but overall overall it was a good film. Yes, I know I'm like super late to the party. I was actually amazed that movie was still showing. But Ted, so, I've seen like two movies in the theater since like 2019 so <laughs> yeah it's 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 all that all that comes out on streaming now and you got so much stuff on streaming um so yeah is that so so other than that uh fairly low-key weekend uh to say the least so uh john you wanted to get in some things before we got on got into the show so um i'll kind of let you let you take it away yeah we're starting a new thing that may last only this episode we'll see <laughs> how it goes but uh wanted to do something called united 96 in 90 seconds and basically the idea here is uh, if you don't have time for a whole podcast, how can we tell you all the things we're going to talk about uh, in 90 seconds or less? So let's do that right now. Uh, first week of training camp happened. I'm sure you all are following the team on social media. Uh, all the new players who who were signed in the offseason that we talked about last week arrived. Uh, all the medicals are done. Everyone's healthy so far. Knock on wood. Uh, Mateus Click finally arrived. Uh, he The official jersey being held in the air, which a lot of people were waiting for. Uh, Wayne Rooney had a lot to say about how great of a player he's going to be. And Leeds United players and fans had a lot to say about how much they're going to miss him. So that's a rarity for players coming to DC United. Usually the fans that the team they're leaving from are like, goodbye. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you on the butt. <laughs> this, is a, this is a rare occasion where that's not the case. Uh, Julian Gressel, formerly of DC United, gets his first U.S. national team call-up uh, about a week after... He got his U.S. citizenship. This is funny because uh, he mentioned this, uh, I think, four years ago, three or four years ago. That he said, oh, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd play for the U.S. national team long before he was either going to become a citizen or that was even sort of like a, a thought <laughs> in people's mind. But he's getting a call to January camp. So there's that. And so, so it's January camp, but um, we'll see if it leads to something. You do have some some certain tournaments coming up you still do have the gold cup coming up so maybe, maybe he impresses enough um to to make an appearance so and we've got some other player news that you'll have to actually listen to the entire podcast for so if you're listening to the 92nd version uh that's it you're welcome <laughs> the end <laughs> uh we got some and we got some more apple we didn't talk about like the apple deal none of you're that right Just, well we're, it's a work it's a we're we're revising as we go here next time all right all right well let's, let's get, get back into, into it Let's get into it. Uh, let's talk about the uh, signing of Mateus Click. We're having a debate on the show of how to pronounce it, so you'll probably hear two different pronunciations, and we'll figure Could you out. Believe it on this show, you're going to have inconsistent pronunciations of, of <laughs> names. I think our Patreon, our Patreons demand it. I think they demand us to sort of not not figure it out <laughs> for a long yeah. time until we talk to them. Then we'll get it. But the uh, I think the, Ted's right. Actually, go ahead, Ted. Hit him yeah. with hit him. <laughs> The signing, the, the signing was made official. Um, it was made official last week, I believe, in, a, in an announcement. It was sort of already over the line. We had been, of course, burned before by the the legend of Sonny Kittle, um, who appeared in D.C. and then promptly left um, for reasons unknown as to why. Or exactly. Juan Sebastian Verone, too, Ted. We get, oh, we, we've been burned 
<laughs> We've been burned quite a bit. Over quite a bit. So I think a lot of, a lot of people were, let's wait till we see his jersey. But this one genuinely did feel like it was going to happen. The tearful goodbye um, from the Leeds United fans. Um, I think we've had some time. We've had some time to settle. We've had some time to digest, I guess, the the news of the signing, maybe the excitement. Uh, I think you you hit it first in, in the 92nd portion that, you know, this is a guy who I think a lot of the Leeds United fans were are sort of upset to see go. Um, they certainly do like him and, and like what he brought to the team. He certainly wasn't getting as many appearances. And I think he kind of hinted to that. He wanted to come to MLS. You know, he wanted to get minutes in to play soccer. So I think that's a, a, a positive, uh, a positive thing coming into the fact that, you know, he's not just here to retire, take a payday. He says all the right things. He wants to come here and start games and play soccer. I'm sure, you know, stepping down division, knowing that you're going to become a leader maybe is, um, you know, and getting maybe a little bit of a payday. We don't know exactly, I guess, what the contract terms are. He is a designated player. So DC United, we talk a lot about this team filling DP spots. They have three. Now we can save three official bona fide Real. DPs designated <laughs> players, not designated players because we don't have enough general allocation money and we're just going to call him a DP just to bring him in and then we'll, we'll figure it out next year. Um, that Them being Christian Benteke, Taxi Arches Funtas, and uh, now Mateus Click. John, how are we How are we overall feeling, I guess? I, and I guess the other news that was dropped also, according to Stephen Goff, is that it appears like the team's done. So I want to say this from the perspective of, it seems to me like this is maybe, this is it. Like maybe there'll be a Danny Trejo or some other types of signings. Maybe the, you know, obviously the, uh, the draft picks are still there. There's still some Academy players who might come up and sign, but this is going to be it. Or how are you feeling going into 2023 about the overall roster construction and where this team sits right now? Are you comfortable? I think think reasonably. So I think we, if you listen to the Sean Howe interview last week, uh, he sort of, I think he sort of animated the same thing. He also sort of said that we have room on on the roster from a salary cap perspective like the powder is still dry for the summer if, if need be and we've made enough changes that we want to see how they gel before making other moves so that's fine i think usually in in a in a perfect world that's the window you're making your hay and you're 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 signing players in the summer window because that's when internationally the most windows are open and and the players are most likely available because of the way that the rest of the world does their scheduling I think that there are questions around the defense mm-hmm. and I think valid. I think from a, from a wing, from a fullback perspective, we've got to be set. Those are, those are two, you, they've, they've acquired two starting caliber players. One of whom I was just reading, uh, Mohamed, uh, Jadzi was under, was being chased by a number of clubs. Uh, Celtic was looking at him. Uh, a number of MLS clubs were looking at him. So, uh, you certainly cannot fault DC United's, ambition on this on this signing he he could stink he could be a horrible fit but he is certainly a player that you know we were not the only one sniffing around at so yeah. that's i think that's a promising change as far as mateus goes i'm excited about him because you know he is a not he's a not he's not a flashy dp he's like a he has like a spine dp like he's they, they, they don't normally come in like that because i think i think in the history of the designated player rule most teams have Utilize this to make their team better, but also utilize it as a means to attract uh, attention and gate and sell jerseys and all that stuff. He's not going to do that here, and he's not a goal scorer really. Uh, he's not going to. He's not a lucho dribbler really. He is a guy who is, I think, sort of an immeasurable glue player for the teams that he's been on. Leeds loved him. Everybody, all of the players that he played with were sad to see him go. His coach was sad to see him go. Mm-hmm. He is you know, like his reputation is he's a guy that just loves to play and likes to set other people up. And that's, he enjoys that as as much as scoring. So I I think it's exciting to bring that type of player to DC United without the expectations of, you know, uh, he could bring some Polish fans into, into (laughs) the entirely possible, but I think other signings have happened in the last couple of years. Like, well, the Peruvian, the Peruvian folks are going to come and see their starter, their star player play here. And, and or El Salvadorian or whatever it is, it's like this is there's weight to it, and this is just like this is a good player, and he's going to make our team better. And there's no there's no pressure on him from a you know from a tickets perspective or a dollars perspective. So I'm I'm excited about that. That that is that to me is like a smart soccer move and like a brave move for them to make. Yeah, and and, and you know I, I guess thinking I wanted to 
enter, I guess, going into the draft, I'll say, okay, how would I, do I see a, a, a way forward to sort of line this team up or how do I think this team is going to, to line up? And um, I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of questions about that, about, you know, what is going to be the formation? What are going to be the roles? Um, yeah. It seems to me based on the, based on where they've gone with, you know, Andy Nahar is going to slide back to that right back spot, right back spot. He's depth. Ruan is obviously going to be the starter. You know, you're going to see, you know, um, either Nahar, you know, kind of float into maybe that wing spot, maybe flip back to that right back spot. I think you're going to see his role reduced. Then you're going to have obviously uh, Mohanad and um, and Pedro Santos. I really think this team is almost set up to play like a four three three with sort of three. You know, holding you got you got a absolute logjam in the center of midfield, and I think you're just going to put three of those players and just kind of intertwine. Whether it's um, whether it's Click, whether it's um, whether it's Paulson, whether it's Canals, Durkin, you're just going to kind of depending on whether you want to have a more defensive or offensive mindset, you're going to kind of slot some players in, and then you're gonna you're gonna have a. And I, I think I proposed this on the Discord about you know. Taxi Funtas playing as a right wing. And I think he is going to cut in. And when he cuts in, that allows, you know, Ruan and other players to kind of push forward. So I I, I can see a formation about how this team played. Will, you know, will Wayne Rooney do that? I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Um, I think there is some concern still about depth. Um, I, I I don't I don't leave this feeling very positive about depth. I mean, you hope that it pushes guys like Jeremy Gurea. Obviously, we know Rooney likes Jackson Hopkins, but we still have Ted Cudipietro uh, and other guys that you hope will maybe step up and be given opportunities. So I, I guess if the thought process is, well, we're going to let, you know, we're going to give Jeremy Gurea some more opportunities. We're going to give, you know, Jackson Hopkins, who already got a lot of opportunities, going to give him more opportunities. So um, hopefully maybe we get to see a glimpse of of some preseason games and um, we'll see kind of how it gets out. Um, I, I give them like a solid C. They're better. How much better? Who knows? There was a post on Reddit talking about somebody being very optimistic about the moves and the offseason. And he was not clear if he was optimistic that they would win the league or they would get to the playoffs. <laughs> if this he's is not a team that's going to win the league. I'm, I'm just going to go and not. say absolutely no, not. I think it was that because he was talking about how good the odds were. I was like, they're they're that good for a reason because it is. I, I don't want to say I, I bet my I bet my house on it, but I bet my house on it. I don't think I don't think that it's going to happen. Now, do I think they could sneak into the playoffs? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. If if everyone uh, on this team plays close to their career average, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And, and you got to look at and you got to look at what the rest of the Eastern Conference is doing. I mean, I think you expect maybe Toronto to be a little bit better. New York is always the Red Bulls are always kind of this weird where it's like somehow it just kind of works. Um, and then you look at look at two teams who are perennial powerhouses in New York City and Atlanta who have basically gutted their entire rosters. Uh, Atlanta yep. for a very clear rebuild. Um, you know, so I, I think there is there is some opportunity there. Um, again, this is MLS. You know, Atlanta has been predicted as the winner of the Eastern Conference by somebody out there nearly every single year. Uh, and it never and for the past few seasons since about 2018, it hasn't really worked out. So um, MLS is crazy, and you know, really, legitimately, anything can happen. So um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we did drop a little bit, Danny Trejo, uh, not the actor, Danny Trejo, unfortunately, uh, former, former LAFC player. Yeah, give me the machete on the, on the roster. Yeah, um, uh, Danny Trejo apparently one of the maybe additions there, which I think could be, you know, an Adrian Perez, maybe a little bit of an, an improvement over him. Another LAFC cast off in the same way that uh, Adrian Perez was. We'll take yeah. it. He yeah. was, you know, whatever. Fine. I think, uh, you know, we talked about depth, depth concerns. I am still very concerned about what oh, happens yeah. after Christian Benteke is not on the field. Yeah, I still am. I will not. It's going to take it, me a while before I'm over that. It's between Nigel Roberta, right now between Nigel Roberta and and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Yeah, it's completely escaped me at this point. Yeah, <laughs> Miguel Barry. Miguel, yes, Miguel. There's Barry. a reason why. There's a reason why. I I, I think you hit, I think a lot of this roster is very much. You talk about Miguel Barry. You talk about the guys that did not look good last year. Mm-hmm. I think there is a, there is a lot of gamble here. That okay, we're 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 going to just kind of take last season for the guys that arrived here. You know, I think some of them. I'm, I'm trying to think of anybody that actually may be may not be here. Who I guess obviously Ochoa, but that's a different scenario. But 
we're just going to kind of, you know, discredit that whole season. It was a weird year. Let's just move on. I think with Benteke, it's worthwhile at this point. You know, if by the summer things aren't working out, then maybe you can look to figure out a way out of it, um, though I doubt it. And I haven't been exactly inspired by some of his comments, but I think it is worthwhile just to kind of, you know, right off last year. Let's see what, you know, some of these guys can do. It, Barry did show pretty well for for Columbus when they had an organized oh, team. Oh, for Columbus. Okay. For Columbus, yeah. So well, that's I was like no. <laughs> he has that in him. It's a matter of whether he can put it together for DC. So I think it's the team is looking normally when you say reversion of the mean, it's uh downwards to the mean. Mm-hmm. So this club is looking for a reversion of the mean up or all yeah. these players who were bad last year who are, you know, who who better who are better than they played. So let's hope some of that happens. Uh, you know, you and I are both optimistic at least I think eighth we're optimistic for that, right? We're gonna, we'll do our official predictions, obviously, closer to the season. <laughs> hey, but. we wouldn't be I, I, the way I say it, man. Is I, I got we got to we got to be excited about something because we got to do like thirty games of this team, and if it's like last year, it might actually break us. So we got to we got to br- give some sort of optimism. Leagues Cup and Open Cup, too, Ted. We're in this. We're in this for <laughs> mid mid thirties, high thirties, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, we already touched on uh, kind of moving away from the roster. Uh, we already touched on Carson Julian Gressel, uh, friend of the show. And, yes, uh, that is technically true. You're right. That, that <laughs> is correct. Friend of the show. Uh, we miss him. I sort of wish he was still on this team. Um, I definitely do. In, in, in a certain way. That, that's that been a controversial opinion amongst some fans, um, but I do wish he was on this team getting his first call up. So congrats to him. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you've seen um, the... <laughs> The, this would be the new year, the new uh, Turner deal for the U.S. Uh, for the U.S. men's and women's national team. Obviously, the women's a little bit more high profile because of the World Cup, uh, but the matches, at least the first match, I think for both teams, uh, will be on HBO Max, uh, which I think starts tomorrow. I think the game for the it women does is Tuesday tomorrow, for for tomorrow, um, which means nobody can watch it at a bar because HBO does not allow currently in their plan to to do that. So. Yeah, fun I, times. Um, I'm going to start a speakeasy at my house and start charging admission. <laughs> Although I am stealing, I believe I'm stealing my HBO my HBO Go from like my mother-in-law. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm part of the problem here. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, if, if you're trying to watch the U.S. games uh, at a bar. Come to my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got some Jersey news. Jersey kind news. Let's talk of it. Coming from Chase Jones, Nola. So it's the only thing that matters this season. When is the cherry blossom jersey going to leak? Uh, he also hopes read the, the rest crypto of partner crypto partner flops soon so I can get it without. Um, I, I think that crypto partner is is sticking around. I, I, don't I would also say if you read the Washington Post last week, uh, the owners of the Washington Nationals uh, are keeping their sponsorship for multiple years for Tezos. I believe it's Tezos uh, or whatever. The, it is a crypto that does not exist anymore, and they're keeping it because they would have to give the money back. So they're just going to have they're just going and they don't want to do that because they're they have turned into the owner from Major League. Uh, the movie where they are trying to bankrupt the team so they can sell it. So I think I think it'll be on the shirt. Basically, is my long way of saying that. I don't yeah. think they're giving the money back. Yeah, but uh, we're finally getting the uh, the cherry blossom uh, cherry blossom kit, which I'm I'm excited about. I was thinking about what I'm trying to pick a player um, that I want to get on it, and I think I'll I think I'll wait a couple games. I'll see. I think that's a good idea. I think I'll see see who who impresses me. Maybe, maybe I'll be walking out with a Benteke shirt. We'll see. I'm getting it. Hopkins this year I, as a from a. I'm hoping he gets a better number. I think it's like four. <laughs> So you have like 48 now or something, something click, very preseason trialist number. Click has, I click's got 43 and he's, he, he's going to meant that it. so that he wanted seven, right? That's like when a guy has 43, you're like, oh, that's seven. That's 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 the thought there. Maybe or maybe he's a weirdo. I don't I don't really know. <laughs> we'll, we'll ask him if we get the opportunity to do it. I uh, yeah, here's the deal about the cherry blossom jersey. Am I going to buy it? Yes, I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. Did I like the marble jersey? I actually did like the marble jersey. And I know that's. I know that's heresy among some fans. I think they, a lot of fans hate it. I like it. I like red, white, and blue. It's a lot better. Here's the deal. Remember the white kit before that one? That was a white Hanes t-shirt. <laughs> it could be worse. Yeah. They, you, you know, they tried. They tried to do a thing. It just debatable how it actually turned out. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited for this. I, I want... I guess I want to buy this jersey because I want to show them, hey, do fun things like this and people will will buy it. So buy buy with your money. Obviously, there are a lot of people that don't want to buy anything DC related because the crypto sponsorship can't say I, I just blame put them. A, just put a piece of tape over it. <laughs> Problem yeah. solved. Ted Lasso it. I think Ted Lasso. That's, that's, that's part of that's part of the Ted Lasso. I'm trying to remember the character that does that, but he like Sam. puts it over the yeah, Sam puts it over the Dubai air. 
uh we got some some interviews with some rooney stating uh, yeah this was this was a short this is a short little bullet yeah uh, uh rooney again we we didn't make it to the press conference earlier this week but mm-hmm. uh now uh the the small press room in in uh in the bowels of audi field have a whole bunch of uh british journalists there and they basically they asked him two questions of note to this show one question was hey what do you think about that everton job uh to which to which his response was that's not cool, man. I'm not going to answer that. I, you know, I Frank was a teammate, and the owner just the owner gave him a vote of confidence. So that tells you, a he is he's a little plugged in <laughs> to his home team, is knowing that the goings on Everton, by the way, is a complete s show. If you all saw last weekend, the board of directors had to stay away from Goodison Park because they were threatened, to, and I think one of them was assaulted last week. Also, a player. I'm trying to remember what player it was. It was a player on Everton, uh, a bench a guy who didn't even play, got stopped and yelled at mm-hmm. uh, by the fans for like not trying hard enough. He didn't; he wasn't playing, of course. And then, of course, and then he said, "I would die for the club," which is great. You know, I, listen, passion's great. The thing that annoyed me most was it Alexi Lalas or Eric Winalda that looked at that and was Winalda. like, "Eric, American fans would just like give him a high five and ask for a selfie." Like, listen. Eric, when all of you are over your skis lately, you have you have for some reason gone. It's the whole Giorena thing, man. It's like it, it has poisoned his brain. It, he is, it, the dude just like got a huge ego boost from that whole thing, despite the fact he walked about. Anyway, I, I don't really do not want to spend this podcast talking about Eric. Yeah, no, but it suffice to say, like uh, Everton is is uh, is not great right now. So anything could happen. Just keep that feather in your hat. The other thing that was happening was. Uh, there was a question around sort of DC United, like, hey, man, uh, so they were really bad last year when you were here and they were in last place. Like, what is your what are your hopes for next year? Basically, and he was like, we're not going to finish last again. It's not possible. Will not happen. Uh, and I think that's true. I think that, yeah. that I, I really think that I think if he if <laughs> if Wayne Rooney pilots this team uh, to the wooden spoon again, I don't think he should worry about getting called by Everton. I think he should. I think he should maybe like. Go back to coaching school. If 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 there was a way, all these additions and sort of a full off season and a full season with this club, and they couldn't, he couldn't uh, sort of arrest this uh, nosedive, then he's bad. <laughs> bring me bring me back Chad Ashton at that point. Yeah, don't do I, that. Actually, I, I I do think there has to be if there the expectation should be playoffs, playoffs to even say that this was remotely like a successful season or anything that you could. You could build upon with another coach or, you know, Wayne Rooney does have that option. We'll see. I, I guess it's going to really depend. I'd be very curious what the discussion is going to be like towards the end of the year. Um, this is the first season where I legitimately have just like I, I have no clue like what to expect at this point. And maybe that was the way last year, but I was just like, I don't know what this team's going to play, how they're going to look. You know, obviously we entered last year thinking like, oh, this is or not Lasada. This is going to be the high press show that we saw last time. Now we want to see an evolution of it. And it, it did not go well. Uh, so this year it's like, it's just completely, I like, I don't know if we're going to be an attacking team. Like, I feel like maybe I wanted to leave last season with an idea of how it was going to look. And they were so bad. I literally, I said, I have no yeah. idea. I have no idea. Not bad, I guess is what, like what's going to be. In store. I mean, if you, Wayne's yeah. comments were like hard to play against, uh, you know, careful with the ball, like mm-hmm. just, you know, sort of cliche didn't really get into the, didn't really get us into the tactics. We got some comments in the chat about Wayne. I want to make sure we get here. Uh, uh, Jess, Jesse Leifert wants us to know that uh, Foot Mob has uh, Rooney as an available midfielder. So <laughs> just in case things get bad. Uh, Ramek89 says, how concerned should we be that Wayne Rooney has been connected to the Everton job? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think there's one of those things you can't spend time thinking about because yeah. uh, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And we'll move uh, on. I think if I'm if I'm Wayne Rooney and, and I have a bit of a, a bit of a head, you know, a bit, and and I'm actually thinking about this logically. The Everton job is a potential absolute disaster to be sort of thrown into as sort of your first big job. Also, with a new manager, that they could definitely go down. Yeah, where they're, where they're, and then and then then and then he the could be honestly, you could be part of the rebuilding project. That's you better. Could, you could you they could go down, and then you know you spend your summer in DC, and you know you finish out DC season, and then maybe you know maybe they say, hey, we want you to come on and. 
and be a part of the Everton, this Everton rebuild project. And he could be the guy that takes him up. I think there's a lot more benefit for him if, if they actually go down than if they're just kind of scrambling and he has to be the one to put it together. I think it would be an absolute mess of a situation to get himself in. And I think we've seen with him taking the DC job, he is trying to think differently. He's not going, he had offers, I think from other clubs in in England that maybe he could have been, I think he wants to, he wants to take a, a sort of a different path, challenge himself in different ways. I think he sees out the season, even in 2019, when it was very clear, he was checked out. He finished out the season in DC. I'm um, still trying to put something together. I, I think I would put money on him finishing out the season. Um, I think he would maybe we'll, we'll see. I mean, Everton comes calling. It's hard for that boyhood club. Motions can get into it, but I think for me, I hope he has maybe his head on his shoulders and realizes this would not be a good situation for me to jump into. Yeah. Our owners don't spend money. That owner that we spend a little bit of money. Everton owners are not spending money and certainly not at a level competitive with the league. Uh, so well, they, except the, for you can get, you can get relegated there. So the, 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 you're the, playing with grenades there. Well, the funny thing is they did spend money. They spent a lot of money. They spent like more than like several other premier league teams. Who did and they it, buy this? Who did they buy in this? Not, in not this year, not this year. I'm saying previously, I think there was some graph like last season when they were struggling, like all the money they had sort of thrown into this club and it all just did not work. Wasn't that, uh, that was, uh, Rafa Benitez when he was manager, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So well, since lamps has gotten there, they've been to be like, Hey man, just, you know, Shop at Tesco. I don't know what to tell you. Just, <laughs> just figure it out. Uh, but anyway, yeah. that's enough. That's enough EPL talk for the show. No, no, I wouldn't no. worry about it, guys. If, if it happens, I think uh, Wayne is great to have around, and we like him being here. He is not uh, Pep Guardiola. So if mm-hmm. the if they did come for him and they paid us money for him, and and that was that, okay. Worst thing. Worst things have happened. We've 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 lost more integral pieces in a season than than this coach would be. Yeah, and I think it is it is telling that he's brought on a lot of other staff. It's a lot of other staff that he has brought with the idea that he is going to at least be here for the season. If, if it was just him and Chad Aston, then we could be like, okay, yeah, I'm not so sure he's going to be around. But he, he, is bought, renting. he bought he bought several he is, assistants. He is renting his house, but that is fine because <laughs> he's only going to be here a year. That's okay. <laughs> it's only going to be here. Um, Ian Harks. You may remember his name, a uh, former son, sorry, son to John Harks, former DC United player, a former son of John. Harks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's been disowned because he's playing in Scotland. No, I'm yep. kidding. Um, uh, Ian Harks apparently is looking to a return to MLS. He has played pretty well for Dundee United. Uh, DC hold his rights because he left and MLS is weird and still gives him his rights. I don't know if they'd get very much for him. Uh, apparently some interest in MLS over him. Um, I think it's because he's American. So you don't have to use that international slot and he would be probably pretty cheap. So I'm sure there's a lot of some interest. He's played well for Dundee. He's been uh, a real talisman out there. And I kind of thought, man, you know, I think the dude's just comfortable. You know, he, he's got a, he, you know, if you track his Instagram, he's got a, a Scottish girlfriend who plays for the Scotland women's team or the, uh, not the uh, Celtic does women's he? team. Yeah, he does. Okay. Things Absolutely. have changed since I follow him because that was not the, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're still together, but I, I, I know I've seen some, some Instagram, some Twitter posts um, from him um, based on that. So. I don't know. Maybe that's all falling apart. He's out of contract now. So basically, I think I, I think that's really what it's at. He's, yeah. So and he probably wants either more money and Dundee's like, hey, you, where you're not. Yeah. Like what money? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and they are currently, by the way, Dundee United are currently in 10th. Uh, so they are relegation threatened as well from being out of the out of the Scottish championship. He did get a goal. Um, I think he's been injured, too. So uh, we'll see what happens there. I, I don't think he'll come back to D.C. Maybe he does. Nope. Maybe. I mean, uh, it depends on depth issues or depth situations. Who knows at this point? He's this year's Chris Dirk, and we, we have a we have a midfield <laughs> crisis. Like, quick, bring back another guy that used to be here. Yeah, bring back, bring back, uh, bring back Ian Harks. Uh, Kamardi Smith, former uh, <laughs> former DC United player, joining San Antonio FC. I kind of laughed at the pictures they used. They used no pictures of him from DC. It was all pictures. Didn't from happen. Clemson. <laughs> that didn't happen. He only played it's in college. Cool. He Pro- didn't play prob- Loudon. He didn't play DC. Probably uh, uh, San Antonio also got burned pretty bad uh, by MLS. So that that may be playing a little bit of a role. Ah, in that. well, that's <laughs> petty and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's whatever also the usl and mls relationship is is on the rocks to say the least so i real i just realized because it was us on social media for decent as we were talking about players steve burnbaum is entering his 10th year as a decent player <laughs> which is makes Crazy. you feel i remember going to philadelphia to, to meet him when he got drafted so that's fun i remember that very clearly <laughs> as though it were not 10 years ago uh, and he's, he's out of contract at the end of this year so those folks who are ready to see the back of steve you will soon, I think. Um, I think he's still, you know, don't uh, don't wish away your links to this club too quickly. Bill's gone. Mm-hmm. 
Andy will be pretty much it when that when that happens. So like, uh, you know, there's there's not a reason to nostalgia isn't the only reason to build a club and then keep players. But just think about that. Like there there will be a, there will that'll be the end of an era for DC United uh, when Steve uh, departs. And we'll see what happens. New goalkeeper, um, you know, new defensive pairing. Maybe he has a bounce back year this year. I, I think he still has he still has some ba- some left in the tank that I think he could still be a solid defensive piece. Um, and I just and, wonder if he chases chases his similar salary elsewhere because I don't think he'll keep, I don't think yeah you'd keep you keep him on eight hundred whatever crazy amount of money yeah here yeah I think that's that's a contract that I think will will run out will run out for DC. Um, and we got some uh, some less news. I think is the more interesting. Uh, part of part of today other than just speculating wildly about what this team is going to look like when we haven't seen any games uh apple <laughs> <Our jerseys>. tv <laughs> we love to speculate today or jerseys yes jersey that we also can't see uh apple tv we got some more details on apple tv and what they're going to do obviously there was a whole slate of announcers that were that were revealed uh some talks again Release, expressed five minutes after the article on the athletic <laughs> came out they're like release it quick Schedule a press conference. Yeah. Taylor Twelman uh, being the headliner, I guess, signing as a match analyst. He will probably be on. I, I imagine like how this is going to work is there definitely there's going to be A, B, C, and D teams. We are going to get the C and D teams. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, maybe maybe we get <laughs> we're going to get we're going to get Chat GPT as a play by play. They'll just <laughs> be like just talk about what you see, Chat GPT. What are you what are your feelings on Taylor? I think he's probably pretty. I like him. I, I think he's actually pretty good. I think he's. I, I do. I, I appreciate Taylor. Um, I think he does a lot of things. Well, his analysis, I, his analysis as a as a match day commentator, if you actually listen to what he has to say. I feel like a lot of people write him off because he's very outspoken, has a lot of opinions. Um, but you have to be in order to get anyone to pay attention. Yes, to you. You can't I, be like- I, I remember I had a better opinion of him, of Nick Dalion when Dalion was drafted than him. So I I count that as a plus one, a plus one for me. He was not a fan of him on draft day. Um but uh, but I think he still provides a lot of insight. If you listen to what he has to say, you can actually learn some things about tactics and and what the team is trying to do and and everything like that. I think he provides a lot of good insight. Um, and I think he 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 went into that, and I think he's brought that type of perspective that I think can be in a successful American uh, American match analyst, which is not just talking about the emotion of the game, but also breaking down you know, why one team is doing this or what they're trying to do. Um, and I think that works in an American context and uh, can can educate you a little bit about the game. So I'm excited that he's on there. I think he's excited. You know, he gets to talk MLS. I'm a little sad to see him leaving. I feel like he was getting to a point where he was, we, we all talk about like, when will soccer arrive and what, you know, it's going to take is, you know, kicking out the, um, kicking out the guys that literally, you know, do not give a flying crap about soccer or don't even care about MLS, but getting guys who are willing to sort of fight and advocate for that. So I'm a little sad to see him go because I think, you know, him being on other shows while talking about NFL, hey, there's like a highlight that comes up where there was an awesome goal for MLS. He can be there being like, hey, let's show this. Look at this goal. It's incredible. Show, put it on the Sports Center top 10. So a little sad about that, but glad he's he's in he's in MLS. And obviously the the biggest thing, uh, no Dave Johnson. Um, not details weren't were sparse. I wonder some maybe about the commitment for Dave, whether it's like, you know, he has obligations for NBA for the Wizards. I wonder if that maybe precludes him from committing. So maybe that played a role. Um, but yeah, the for all we for what we know, no Dave Johnson on sort of the national broadcast. We'll see what the team does as far as a radio broadcast. And there will be an option uh, for a radio broadcast. I don't think we've heard any real details about what that's going to look like um, for, for DC United, but hopefully he's at least a part of that um, for that. But uh, what are your thoughts on the lineup? Any names that stuck out to you? Um, very Red Bull centric. We'll say that much. Yeah. I think I that brought up, that was brought up by some people as well. I don't, I'm trying to remember the other. Um, oh, it was like the- Sasha Klushin and Bradley Wright Phillips are number two. Um, obviously Steve, Steve Kangelowski who does the Red Bulls who actually I, I, I like. Lloyd I Sam like as anybody. Well, right? I like anybody that I know cares about MLS. So for sure. So I enjoy that. They're, I, I like that they are bringing on people who I know are going to call a game. They're going to know who Matias Click is. They're going to know who Steve Birnbaum is. They're not just going to be some guy you hired out of college who's like has no clue about the league and is having to like learn on the fly. Marisa Du, Lori Lindsay, mm-hmm. Danielle S- Slayton, Marcelo Balboa. 
doing the Spanish broadcast. Okay, then good. <laughs> uh, Sebastian Latou, I think is cool. Is he doing the French broadcast? He might. He that'd might. Be, that'd be neat. Um, yeah, Diego Valeri on the Spanish broadcast. I think that's neat. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think I think uh, in general, I like I like this like club. Uh, you know, league legends trying their hand at color commentary. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I think that, um, you know, I think you and I are both fans of whatever you can do to, to amplify the history of the league a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it's great. I thought I saw Lloyd Sam on here as well. He's been, he's been everywhere. He's been doing USL. He's been doing, I think I saw him on a, on a CONCACAF mm-hmm. game from the CONCACAF. <laughs> I think booth. I remember that too. So he's just everywhere. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I'm excited to see how this all this all works out. Like you said, we're gonna get the C team every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they can if they can do that radio thing, uh, and Dave is the uh, is somehow brought on to do that simulcast thing, recommend it. Recommend to do that. I think that's yeah. probably gonna be a the way to go. The biggest uh, the biggest miss I think, other than Dave Johnson, no date, no JP Della Camera, which I think is a very very surprising. Um, and I think Brian Dubseth is gonna be one of the other ones who I think is gonna be Max Bredos. Max Bredos yes. is going to oh, be on Max this. Max Bredos, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like I love it. She's like watching Fox Soccer Channel, and that was like that was like the one guy they got in the studio to do all the all the all the like, this English is, Premier League and Champions. There are League young games. children that don't know about don't know about oh, Max. Yeah, and this unless is you're Ted, an LAFC fan because he was on the broadcast there. This is so. Ted and I's wheelhouse. Like the Max Bredos <laughs> era, MLS era is like some good some good years. So that's uh, what we grew up on. We grew up oh well. We grew up watching that. Basically, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I'm excited. Um, of course, the the I think the most the most fascinating thing, and, and I'm encouraged. I'm not completely satisfied, but I'm encouraged by what I'm hearing. Uh, we got a report from Pablo Maurer, who is the king of getting these types of reports. Uh, he got a sort of a rundown of sort of the plans for the Apple TV deal, besides the games, because th- this TV deal. I mean, I, I think it's been stressed by several different people. This cannot just be a, oh, here, here's some games, watch them, whatever. This has to be a mechanism by which the team, uh, by which the league and the teams actually get content out there, get interesting content, engage with their fans, um, and ultimately, you know, grow, grow some fan bases. So my hope is, is that some of the stuff that they talk about will probably be available on social media for free. I've already kind of seen, you know, the, the, the reports coming out of, uh, coming out of the training camp. I'm sure we'll see more of that come out. I'm sure some stuff will be free, but it's good to see that the league is at least thinking like we need to start, you know, firing up some of these, uh, some of these other teams, uh, DC, maybe one of them. I think they're maybe trending in the right direction. I think maybe they need a little bit more, uh, There's but still just, lots of openings. They're still trying to hire staff up for sure. Yeah. Uh, but there's just the, the lack of the lack of content that was sort of, um, vacant on several teams and you know the, the the teams i'm thinking about colorado i don't think they have much content dallas doesn't have new much england. content new england they may be getting a little bit better with it um a little bit better with it, i think but i mean they are they're teams that are falling behind desperately and they need maybe this kick in the rear to hire up staff to actually produce stuff for apple um so that we so that they can the league has more that they can build on building storylines i think is something that is so so missed um you know i was i was thinking and I think I've talked about this, but, you know, I think about when Chris Lonolowski was chasing the goal scoring record and there were so many MLS fans, not even San Jose fans who were rooting for him. I was yep. rooting for him. He's like, so yeah. and, you know, we had seen sort of interviews and I think back to, you know, what, what, why was I rooting so much for this guy who doesn't play for my team when he's playing against my team? I do not want him scoring goals. Why was I rooting for him? It was because NBC developed. It was a schmoozy you know wasn't you know a dramatic piece but it was chris wondolowski they did a whole expose 30 it was like mls 36 they did like 36 hours you got to see him going around i think it was the city of philadelphia when the when the game was in there and all that stuff very much kind of humanized him they were they had the great he was chasing the goal scoring record at the time i think the single season goal scoring record so all of that kind of played into i think a lot of people liking chris wondolowski and wanting him to succeed. And I think that type of stuff drives people to watch games and watch content. Mm-hmm. And that's what the league needs to do. Open up, give us the peek behind the curtain. You know, you know, we want to see, we want to see Joseph Martinez flip over the table with chicken and rice. Like 
that stuff's dramatic. That stuff gets you tuning into each week. And, um, you know, I hope, I hope we see more of this. I hope we see an expansion. I love the, the, they have five classic club moments. DC should absolutely own this content. Yeah. Absolutely own this content. (laughs) I think if you're, if you are already going to like, I I don't want to say throw out the tricks for your playoff configuration, but like make all these sort of drastic efforts to capture attention. All this content stuff costs is money from a league perspective. Like, yeah, it's not free. And yeah, if you want it to be of a certain level of quality, it's going to be not super cheap, but you're already invested on this platform for this amount of time with this amount of money that you're receiving. Like try it for a couple of years, you know, try tr- spend the money, go in, go into the, go into the red a little bit on the content side uh, for a year or two and then see how it grows the whole network. I, you know, you and I, you've got about- 200, you've got $250 million that you're getting each year, roughly average for this deal. Dump all that money should be dumped into, to producing some content. If you leave this deal and all you got was 2.5 billion that you just pocketed that, and it's the then same state. It was it's wasteful. Absolutely. Jesse Leifert saying I watched Rexham on ESPN plus it works. You and I talk about drive to survive all, all the time. That's an expensive show to put together. It's mm-hmm. a, you know, not there have been, you know, they, they did, we are LAFC ESPN mm-hmm. plus did a documentary that got no traction. Um, that was produced by the team too. So I'm talking, there needs to be some MLS needs to kind of, you know, maybe let go of the control a little bit. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure Red Bull is not going to like the, you know, like not going to like their two drivers squabbling next, next season on drive to survive, but it will bring people in and people like me are want to want to watch like what went on behind the scenes in that whole incident last year in the F1 season. Yep. That type of stuff drives content. Um, so yeah, I, I hope it happens. I hope that, I'm glad the teams are staffing up. A lot more matches. Oh, we even forgot to mention they're talking about changing the playoff from the group stage. I don't know if you saw this to the three matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to do three matches for the first round, uh, which almost seems like just a cop out from the like. Well, we we need more games, so we had the group stage. So let's just transform it into a best of three. I still think they're set. That seems like you're still not walking away from the idea of a group stage. I just think maybe you just don't want to don't want to commit to it. And it's also continual. It, it, it's what I hate most about it is it's it's very clear that they want they want to give some reward for the regular season, but they also want to make sure every team gets at least one home playoff game that they yeah. can sell tickets for the whole reason they're driving it. It stinks, but it, it is what it is. I wish maybe they wouldn't care so much about that. You finish eighth place in the East or West. I'm sorry. You do not get any home playoff games. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> I would say if we were any other club aiming for any higher on the table, I would agree with you. But I'm going <laughs> to for, <laughs> for for selfish reasons, I'm going to disagree. Oh, uh, OK. Uh, let's get into some uh, some listener que- some um, listener questions on Twitter yeah. to close out the show. Uh, Salvi Salvi soccer fan. I wonder what he's going to ask us. about. <laughs> With eight players being called up uh, between El Salvador, Honduras and the United States. Uh, by the way, these are youth. The youth national teams in those cases uh, from the Qatar Academy finally be turning the corner, uh, attracting top prospects to the DMV and eventually taking over Bethesda SC as the top youth academy in the area. You know, this is something I've said. I, I do feel like we are seeing the effects, which, by the way, John, you, you did. You didn't think was a big deal. When you don't charge for your this academy, is, yeah, this is extrapolation. We don't know. We don't know the financial situation. Well, of these I'm, players I'm, that are you selected. know what? I'm, I am taking. I am taking a massive like when you don't charge for your academy, when your academy is free, you can suddenly pull in more talent, different talent. We I, th- go I back. think it is. I think it is a good. I think it's not a sign that oh my goodness, we're going to be Philadelphia. But if I am DC and I am looking at the 2026 World Cup, and I am thinking. Hey, U.S. isn't going to be there. Mexico isn't going to be there. Canada is going to be there. What if we had a player who played on the El Salvadorian national team in the World Cup? And then, by the way, oh, you can come watch him for DC United once the World Cup is over. We have talked a lot about what would bring fans back in. That would absolutely bring fans back in. If we can get a senior player on the El Salvadorian national team who becomes who becomes a very good player, becomes a star, starts generating European interest, you know, maybe some point. Um, I think that should be your goal as DC United is to like is an Andy to Nahar, develop. Yes. For instance, who is Honduras, but right. I know I'm, I'm saying from this grouping. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, that should be your goal because there, when Raul Diaz Arce was there, that was sort of the first big smart move that Kevin Payne made, which was bringing him in, 
because that got a lot of El Salvadorian fans who are, there's a lot of them in DC in the Northern Virginia area. If you don't know, most people know they should absolutely be doing, they should become a pipeline for El Salvador, a pipeline of talent that just feeds El Salvador because it will absolutely come back to them in ticket sales, Jersey sales. It'll come back to them in waves. I, I, I personally feel like, so they I should have, be doing it. I have doubts. Um, you have from, doubts. What are your doubts? Uh, I, I, I think, Ethnic targeting of players in MLS, I think, is a, a relic of not being of those in, of those groups not being able to watch their domestic leagues on HD television in their own house. So I think that I think that I think that the world has changed since 1999, where you if you if there was any El Salvadorian player playing on DC United, you're like, wow, I never get to see my national team on TV. I would have to like go go to a bar someplace. To these players just don't exist for me. Unless I, unless I can go see them in person, so I think it's just a different universe. I don't think that. I mean, I could we could we'd certainly be wrong. I think that they have. There's been attempts at this in recent years. It hasn't panned out because the player hasn't been good. So it's a it's Christian a Castillo, sort of, I think, being the sort of last one. Yeah, that, where didn't, it, that it, really it didn't work, work out, out. But the first couple games, there were there were fans that were they were piling in to watch him play. So. I, I don't know. We haven't seen it in a while, so I'm I'm willing to I'm hopeful. And obviously, we, we neglect to mention Jeremy Gray, uh, who's gotten some appearances for El Salvador on the team, probably the closest to first team ready. You know, with this lack of depth we talk about, maybe he can make that next step up um, and, and be a big player for this team. Some uh, speaking of, of ethnic groups coming in, someone tweeted this recently. I want to see some pierogies with my pupusas with uh, with our <laughs> new poll, which I think is. Fantastic. Great, great, great joke. And also, yes, please. Uh, from Brendan on Twitter. Do you think Kevin Payne and Danilo Noel Daron and Betty? Uh, D'Angelo, I think D'Angelo uh, will get publicity publicly recognized in the Hall of Tradition at Audi Field this year. Uh, I don't think so. Probably they're, they're redoing it now as we speak. They're not adding any names. They're just sort of, from what we understand, seeing there have been a lot of talks between supporters groups and uh, stadium uh, operations. And I don't think they're doing any new names to that. I think it'd be great to figure out to honor the the admin side, the, the, the behind the scenes or the front office side that made the team tick for the first, you know, 25 years. Uh, you know, it'd be great. I don't think it, I don't think that'll happen this year, probably. But yeah, and I think what um, uh, Brendan is is someone who's been a longtime DC fan is talking about. I believe these all three of these names, maybe including uh, the two names, probably you may not recognize if you're a new head, uh, were were people who were involved sort of in the front office staff of the club, uh, who were recognized in the Hall of Tradition um, at their passing. Um, so I, I think. I think those. I think it's more about returning those names, sort of to the to the recognition. I, I hope there is some recognition for Kevin Payne. They had uh, infinite at space at RFK. That, that's something to consider. They they were talking <laughs> about the fact that they, you know, they had to downsize because it, you saw where it was before. It was yeah on the back wall of a corner. So yeah, well we'll we'll, we'll see. I, I hope there is. I hope there is sort of a return. Obviously, we talk a lot about this club. They're finally finishing the roof. You know, I, it's I done. Hope, yeah, it's done. So that's been a very, very good thing, I think, for the team to uh, to to finally capitalize on something they talked about doing for for a long time. So Retiring. I, I hope there points. is. Some, yeah, I hope there is some some recognition for Kevin Payne. I hope there is some I want some banners. I want some sense that when I walk into the stadium that there is some history associated with this club. That is the one thing that is that has been missing. The Hall of Tradition was at least like, well, it's better than nothing when you saw it sort of behind the, the Chico stand. Um, I think yep. there needs to be there needs to be some more out there. Um, and then we had a, a bunch of questions from RJ Olson. <laughs> he gets the, he gets the gold star for content providing. So uh, thank you, RJ DC active looking for a replacement for Lucy Russian. Yes, it's me. Um, I'm the one replacement for Lucy Russian and you out there. No, I, I mean, we, we, I feel like we got a little bit of some trickles about, you know, them wanting to speak to certain, to certain people. And then it's pretty much, uh, pretty much gone down. So, um, it's been talking Dave about Casper's how much running the show. <laughs> yeah. It's been talking about how, you know, Wayne at his press conference was talking about, him and Dave, Dave flew out to, to, to Manchester in the off season to plan these moves. So Dave's back in the <laughs> Dave, Dave, like Chad Ashton, uh, is, is sometimes off, uh, off stage, but is always nearby and always very ready to step back on. And, uh, that's what's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, what if 
anything do you realistically think DC does in the transfer market this soft season? I mean, they've, they've they did a whole a, bunch of stuff. They did a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know what more you want. And I feel like I feel like I, there's been a lot of that. I think uh, Tom Booger got a similar question. He's like, you know, what is this team going to do anything? And he's like, dude, what do you, have you been paying attention? They've done plenty. Like they've done a lot to like improve this team. It's not big. Like if you're expecting Cristiano Ronaldo to walk through the door, you're going to be disappointed. But they, they've they've improved this year. They've made changes to try to make this team better. Um, I don't think there's any doubt or questions about that. MLS said uh, they did a, something to worry about for every team in the preseason. Mm-hmm. DC United was DC United as going with the roster strategy of what if the best over thirty team played in MLS. <laughs> it's like fair enough. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Um, thoughts of depth. I think we kind of gave that. There is some concern about depth. I think you're relying on a lot of these guys, younger guys, academy guys, to make steps forward. If 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 Jackson Hopkins and Ted Cudi Pietre and um, and Jeremy Gurea, if those guys are are making regular appearances and performing well, and they start to challenge for certain spots, I think you are looking at a team that is going to have a very that is going to have a an above average year to potentially very good year. Um, that that's going to be my litmus test for this year. If those guys are are you know getting spot. 10 minutes starts when we're down three, nothing, uh, then, then we're in trouble. But I think that's, that's where the depth is coming from. All right, folks, I think that's going to do it for the show. Um, John, any thoughts, any additional thoughts on that last question before we, uh, no. up? Oh, he asked, how does it compare to last season's depth? Much better. Yeah. Uh, if you've got Rabba Morrison as a guy on the bench versus starting every single game, that's good. That's good. You've got, if you've got, uh, if you got Nigel or Bertha on the bench or off the bench and just hanging out, that's good. I mean, there's there's certain things that, that's probably a bad excuse. There are uh, players who are going to be on the bench that you will have you will say they could have started, maybe they should have started. And in the past year and years past, sometimes that wasn't that wasn't true. We always talk about it for Ben Olsen, but it's been that for other 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 uh, coaches as well. Once this team gets hit with one injury, all of a sudden the all of the wheels fly off the car at once. And hopefully this year they have built some redundancies in place so that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll see. It's going to be fun, a fun year. Hopefully, hopefully it's going to be a fun year. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, twitch.tv slash RFK refugees. If you're listening on a live show right now and you have not dropped your Amazon prime monthly subscription, do it right now. Just go click the little, click the little subscribe button, drop that in there. Uh, patreon.com slash RFK refugees. We're really trying to, to give you guys some benefit. You guys got the whole Sean Howe interview well before everybody else. I think we had a whole week on that, that you got to listen to that. So definitely trying to drop the early content there. Uh, we appreciate all the support you guys give the show. It's, it's honestly awesome. And, and to, to see every time, uh, I think that there are people that actually want to support us and, and give us money to help, help fund the show. Um, also, uh, make sure you join our discord. Yes. Uh, the link is, the link is pinned on our Twitter account. So I'm not going to try to read you the string, the string of numbers and letters. But the reason I'm saying that is because I think there might be some cool opportunities to do live listen alongs mm-hmm. since everyone will be streaming the games, the away games on Apple TV, because it's the only way you're gonna be able to watch it. We'll all be synced up and it's entirely possible that we can do some like live listen, uh, like chat rooms basically whilst we're watching the game. So some ideas. So if that appeals to you at all, uh, yeah, join our discord, join the discord. All right, y'all. Thank you so, so much for listening. We will catch you guys uh, next week. Vamos. Vamos.